Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here with Maya and Angie. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. Um, Yeah, so you guys have probably met Maya and Angie before if you listen to another episode or if you've been in our Facebook group or if you've ever bought anything from us, you probably have encountered one of these lovely ladies at some point and um, got to work with them. Um, So today we're going to be talking about eliminating repetitive tasks through using templates and workflows. Yes. Yeah. So before we start, we're just going to go through something very important, which is um, (laughs) to, it's a little quiz to work out what kind of quarantine bird you are. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A little bit off topic there, but I'm going to post this in the Facebook group. It's just a little bit of a joke just to kind of start off with something lighthearted. Angie, have you had a look at yours? Did you work out what your... Yeah, I've just figured it out. Okay, good. Yeah, so I just sent this through to my... I actually posted in a Facebook group, but it got deleted because apparently it's not work, it's not business related. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm the powerful owl, the excellent social isolator. No one within 1.5 kilometers. Life hasn't changed at all. Same. I'm that, but also um, for weekends, I would add day drinker. (laughs) (laughs) As well. <laughs> <laughs> the fairy wren. yeah so i would add a little bit of both in there yeah you also get out of your pjs yes that yes. is true yes that's right yeah so that's why i'm kind of a bit of both and i definitely don't always do my makeup but i definitely have been making specialty cocktails quite often lately <laughs> that's right so i guess we should just let the listeners know what we're actually talking about so it's a funny meme it was posted in a facebook group that i'm in which i, I really like this it's a picture of eight different types of birds and you have to determine which type of quarantine bird you are so it's the lorikeet um starts fights at coals every bird for themselves and okay for toilet paper <laughs> so that's the first one um i'll let one of the others read one of the next um, ones and then the cockatoo which I, fun fact, guys, I'm terrified of birds and they <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Um, when I first <laughs> I like moved to Australia, I had them follow me where I used to live <gasps> everywhere and it was terrifying. Yes, we got stalked by magpies when we were going for a walk. Yeah. They're oh, horrible. They're just... too, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. running. So, One of them was just running out. They can be really big. As yeah, well. they, I'm big just. Birds. Yeah, so the cockatoo does um, <laughs> calling talkback radios with, oh my gosh, conspiracies, loudly, what is that? Spruiking. Spruiking. Um, WhatsApp misinformation, anti-bird migration. Yep. Uh, the next one is seagulls, which I think I'm a little bit seagull. Um, <laughs> still going to the beach. Um, argues with police about social distancing <laughs> on third warning and chips equal essential. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of my Definitely friends messaged me saying that uh, she wished she could take her 
her bike in her car to take it somewhere interesting for a ride instead of riding around and around her block because she just lives near a highway. And I said, just put your bike in your car and take it to somewhere interesting to go for a ride. Just do it. <laughs> I went to the beach the other day and there were hundreds of people down there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Is there? There's yeah, so there many are, people down on the walking trucks. There are people are so bad up here. Yeah, people oh. are so bad up here. I didn't even know that. I was wondering why every time we go for a walk, the path, like there's never people on the path. Everybody's out walking. There's like 10 times mm. as many people. Yeah. Everybody mm. doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. So the next kind is the kookaburra. So making inappropriate virus jokes, annoyingly positive and highly irritating to family. That's my so favorite. I reckon I could be a little bit borderline kookaburra as well. <laughs> Especially the yeah, inappropriate virus jokes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's never too early for an inappropriate joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do magpie because they're like just terrifying. Um, gets in your one But they point. sound really nice actually when they sing. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't no, think no, no. they sound nice. It's like <laughs> the sound of them is the same sound that people are afraid of sharks and hear like the jaws main thing. <laughs> the worst is the cockatoo though. It looks so nice and yes, then it opens same. its mouth and it They're, just screeches. Yeah. Apparently a lot of Australians don't realize that. I told my partner that about four months ago. And he's like, no, they don't. And then all of a sudden he's like, you've ruined my entire life. <laughs> um, okay, so magpies gets in your 1.5 meter bubble, demanding kids at home, uh, still hates cyclists. So really pleasant. Yeah. I wish you, if you could mix and match these, Will, Willing doesn't like cyclists. So. We could put him in that category. He's got kids. He's got the kids at home. Actually, one of them just went back today. But yeah, he hates cyclists, and he's had the kids. He's been looking after the kids so I can get the work, get work done. So yeah. And we've got the bowerbird. Yes. Starts a home renovation project. It's a prepper, and is thinking about building a bunker. We could be a little bit that one as well. Yeah, I was going to say you probably fit in that one as well. Maya. Um, all right, so the fairy wren, I think a few of you guys might relate to this one, gets out of PJs every day, still does makeup and day drinker. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of this, I get out of my PJs every day. I don't yep. typically do my makeup unless someone's seeing me on yep. like podcasts or like stuff. And then I do enjoy my cocktails during the day when I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and then... Powerful, Powerful owl. owl is excellent social isolator. No one within 1.5 kilometers. Life <laughs> hasn't changed at all. And yep. that's me. My life has not changed at all. That is totally me. I'm like, what social distancing? I don't get it. Why are people so bothered by it? Yes. The only difference is, is I don't go up to Gold Coast and Brisbane on like a bi-weekly basis. But besides yeah. that, I haven't had any changes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really had any changes. No, working working from home, it doesn't. <laughs> so um, I guess that's the end of the segment for those of you who are here for the entertainment. <laughs> for those of you who are here for the content, I'm moving on to something well, a little bit more important. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that um, yeah, I guess for the, the three of us, you might also get a little bit of entertainment woven in with the with the content there. So um, the reason I thought it'd be fun to get the girls on with me today is because. Um, we're all quite different 
actually, I didn't realise how much this relates. We're all quite different types of birds when it comes to organising ourselves. <laughs> you couldn't have planned that better. So, um, yeah, so, um, for example, like, I guess we can all share a little bit about our organisational <laughs> style. Um, I'll let you guys go first, because... Well, Maya is the like top organizer. Do you want to go first? That's why I want her to go first. <laughs> yeah. When it gets to me, hopefully. All right. Yeah. I, everyone's I forgotten was, what I said. <laughs> I was never aware that I was really good at organizing stuff or like being organized until Sorry. Amy <laughs> said to me about six months ago, How are you so organized all the time? She started asking me all these questions. And I was like, Oh, you just, you know, you just make a list and, and you know to do it. And she and said, yeah. She said, how do you know to look at the list? <laughs> and I said, what do you, you mean? Where if, you put it? List? if it's an important list, of course you're going to look at it. And if it's not an important list, then why are you making it in the first place? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That was mind-blowing for me as well. I, I remember when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, people like actually know like how to refund their lists after they make them. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know you were meant to. <laughs> So there's, so what I said was there's different kinds of lists. Yeah. So like your list might have references to sublists and, and they might have references to sublists and some of the lists really aren't that important. But if it's something about like your business goals or a to-do list, like you need those things and you're, like if it's your business goals, you're gonna to want to look at them again. So of course, you're gonna put them somewhere where you know you're gonna remember you to think. look at it because next time you think, "What are my business goals?" You go, "Oh, that's right, I wrote a list," and then you look at your list. You need to name it properly. Or um, I have a, a journal that I use, and I just have the contents page at the front, and I put the page numbers at the top, mm -hmm. and then yes. When, if you write a list about like this, the then channel. you just put it in the contents page and then you can find it again. Yes. Which is just super adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And since we had that original conversation, I do now go back and look at my lists because okay. now yeah. I'm like, okay. But yeah, it used to, lists used to frustrate me. I'm like, I'd make this list and then I will like lose it. Maybe I'll find it in six months time. And then I'm like, oh cool, I did all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh no, I didn't do any of those things yeah. because I never looked at my list again. <laughs> I think my, maybe my list is in my brain. Well, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> mine does not stay in my brain. I keep a list in my brain as well, but I need to write it down to be able to, yeah. you know, remember it. Because otherwise Definitely. there just are too many things up there in my head. And I can keep a fair amount of things there. Like, I... <laughs> I, I'm pretty okay. A lot of storage that, space. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's, I don't know. It does work, but it doesn't work as effectively as writing stuff down. So even if you can yeah. manage just trying to remember stuff, it's mm. never going to work as well as writing it down. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I think sometimes, like when, uh, I think that's when I know when it's time to make the list mm. because your head just feels mm -hmm. like so, like you don't know what bit to focus on. Yeah, That's like a brain, a, a brain tornado. Brain tornado. Brain I like tornado. that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You've just got so many things and they're just swirling around around your head and you can't concentrate on anything because there's too many things in your mind. You just put it on paper and then you can think about what's actually important because you know you're going to remember everything because it's there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that was, I think that was an eye-opening conversation because then since that point, because when I started asking you those questions, you're like, I never thought about it before, really. Yeah. You just do it naturally. So it kind of put you in that space of like, hmm, actually, what is my process? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about it before. So since then, I've thought about it a bit and, yeah. You know, I, I mean, now I'm even process. more organised. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh. No, um, I'm pretty similar to you. Like I, growing up, my family called me the list queen. Um, so like at an early age, I always had these lists that like, if I had to do anything, it would go on the list. Um, and now even on my phone, I do my grocery list. So I just always have a grocery list going because I me never too. remember what to do. And then I have a to-do list, um, like a dream list of like, if I have all the spare time, what I'll fill it with because I never let myself have spare time. Um, And then for work and everything, because I'm constantly thinking about so many other people's businesses and everything I have, I actually use a task management software for myself. Um, (laughs) What do you use? I use ClickUp. ClickUp. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, there's I a few bookkeepers using that these days. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like ClickUp. Um, I've used it for a, a couple other companies as well. And I just quite like the usability for it. And yeah, um, it's like Asana, but better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's, I have the free, just the free account one and it's easy to use on my phone and all that jazz. I can just drag stuff and add, easily add it. And I have like different, um, sections and topics and everything so I I live off of my my lists and my tasks lists or else I just don't really know what I'm doing each day because it doesn't stay in my head because I keep filling it with more actual like um business information and mentoring information so I have no room for lists exactly yeah so I think I don't know. I I used to go well on autopilot without having the list outside my head, but it was after I had kids. Like, I mean, you've heard of baby brain, like Mm -hmm. it's actually a real thing. And so what started to happen was like, after I had kids, I was like, I just used to find, I kept losing my spot, even though I was doing client work that's like quite repetitive. And I just kind of thought, I think I'm going to type out all of the steps and just tick it off like a checklist every, like a recurring checklist every time I go to the client and then from there, it just took that pressure off because it's not like I need the checklist because I don't know what I'm doing. I just needed the checklist to keep me on track. And to keep track of your process. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes things a bit quicker as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the seconds that it takes to go, what mm. was the next step? Yes. Uh, oh, that is it. <laughs> Especially when you're working at home. Been... It's like, yeah. you, well, you can get distracted if you, you know. Yeah. Well, exactly. If you have kids or something and they, you get distracted for five minutes, you come back and go, what was I doing again? Mm-hmm. You I have it that. on your list. <laughs> or even like, so Amy uses her initial consult form. Yeah. She doesn't get the client to fill it out. She fills it out herself on the phone with on them. The phone. But it makes the process so much easier because she doesn't have to try to remember what all of the things are. She's not going to yeah miss asking for oh there's nothing worse than missing something and then you go mm-hmm. to do a quote and you're like oh i have to oh, keep no. contacting the client same with like new new client forms or new employee forms like we now have all of our forms everything all the checklists and forms set up and we're using Airtable internally for those forms just so handy you just kind of you know fill them out as you go make we don't sure even you capture everything 
you don't need to do it in order like for that kind of thing but no it just just with that I just use it as part of yeah I let the conversation flow naturally and as we talk about it I just fill the format in the different spots and then fill in the blanks with questions yeah just makes it easier and makes it so that one topic or one step you don't accidentally forget and then have to go back later on and waste time exactly yes yes (laughs) yeah it's so good and um yeah I mean I know that like I don't know I think bookkeepers are quite good at checklists and processes but I think what happens is you know I think we keep them in our head because we've never had a need I think it's not until we go like we hire an employee Mm. or some something happens where we have to then you know like hand that task over to someone else, for example, you know, having those things in place, that's when it kind of starts to become important. Whereas if you're, you know, if you're pretty low key and you've just got a handful of consistent clients and you're not bringing on new clients and you're not, um, you know, employing staff or anything like that, you can probably get by without having that. Whereas I find that once you start to go outside of that regular comfort zone or that regular setup, then that's when you start to kind of really need the processes like, I guess for the business, but at the same time, it's good, like just in the way that you guys do it, just to, mm. you know, have that checklist, even just having it there for yourself to not. I lose think it's momentum. kind of nice to know too, like, I think a lot for bookkeeping and everything is everything's autopilot, like you said, like you mm. would just sit down, you do it, you've been doing it for so many years, you know the process. But it's nice to be able to kind of communicate what you're doing to your clients. So by actually writing down what you do and what your process is, you can actually go, Oh yeah, that is actually a lot that I do in that one hour of the different tasks. And you can actually communicate that to your clients, which I've been noticing because we've been getting so, so many inquiries from our website. I've been doing so many initial consults with, with new business owners and I've started to, I do have a little feedback thing on the bottom of the form where I ask them to give X amount of stars out of five. And then the next question is to explain why they gave that many stars. Mm -hmm. And so normally when I do the form over the phone, rather than someone filling it out themselves, I normally don't ask them. I normally just put five stars and don't actually, like I don't actually (laughs) ask them because I get nervous at the end. Yeah. And, you know, I've just left it there for people that fill the form out themselves. But I thought the other day, oh, I'm actually going to ask, I'm actually going to ask for feedback. I said, oh, just one last question. I just want to get your feedback on your experience so far. And so now I've started doing that with everybody. And it's been really good getting the feedback because I've some of the feedback that I've been getting is that the, you know, having this process in place, like it actually gives them confidence. Like yeah. it kind of gives them peace of mind. Like when I'm talking to them, when they realize that I have, like that I have a process that I follow and I'm very thorough in the questions that I ask and things like that. They actually, like they've actually commented that that helped them to, you know, like it kind of establishes a bit of trust. Like, because if the person knows that you have a process, Mm. like it gives them a boost of a confidence. Like this person, like they not only know what they're doing, but they do actually have a set of steps that they provide for that. And I'm even open with clients. Like I just say to them, look, you know, I'm really flexible in terms of how much of the work you want us to do versus how much you would do yourself. And if your business changes at any time, you know, like for example, if you hire an internal person, you know, I'm happy to train them in the processes. So what I let them them know as I'm like, 
you know, going through that sales process is I let them know that, you know, we not only use processes, but we actually implement those, like we kind of install those processes in their business so that if they ever don't work for us anymore for whatever reason, they actually have a process. And I think that gives them then confidence as well, that they're not just kind of locked into this one person who is going to, and, and I know some people listening to this might be thinking, but that's my intellectual property. But it's like, yeah, okay, but you can tra- you can charge a premium for you know mm. that's something that you can actually charge in addition for if that's well. And it's also happens. creating really happy clients as well, like being it. able to mm. you don't have to tell them the whole process. Like if you do bass and stuff, there's only so much the other employees or other people can do. Yeah. Um, but showing the processes so that they one day could take the reins back a little bit it just gives them the opportunity to know that that option's there exactly most of the time so they, they feel like not they're not locked in up. yeah it's mean? it's you know not 100 percent having to be like this person is the only person that i'm ever going to be able to work with to do my books it yeah. just shows that you care more about getting them sorted than right. getting them as a client i agree yeah 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 it seems to be working so far so yeah, it's good. It's good. And um, yeah, I mean, what else about processes? I don't know. Like, well, I guess the, the latest thing that we've been doing is making lots of templates because there's always those repetitive things. Actually, when I, when I first hired you, Angie, you mentioned yeah. that you like to automate things and batch yeah. things. And yeah, yeah that I was my when you first. Said that, I was like, oh, I didn't. Awesome. I was just, I came in and I was just like, no, I need these templates sorted. I can't do anything yes. else. Um, I'm a huge person with templates, um, and I do templates for everything, um, whether it's, um, actual emails to clients, follow-ups, um, even templates for just, um, creating newsletters or, um, because I do a lot of social media and digital marketing. I even have templates for that as well, where, for each different person, like it'll always change, but I always keep that same base mm-hmm. just because it just like Maya said, like if it's going to save me a minute yeah. every day or five minutes every day. Yeah. That's definitely. Oh, I just, I hate t- doing the same, like do, having to mm-hmm. manually redo the same things. Over oh, and over it's, again. Yeah. So and typically, typically I'm having, usually if I'm calling someone, I'm calling people the same day for the same reason Mm -hmm. Um, I try and make it so that each conversation I'm having is consistent Um, so most of the time I am writing the exact same email over and over again I always change it a little bit customer yeah for the customer and everyone but the overall base point of it can easily be done in an email and 100% can easily be done for bookkeeping because for your clients most of the time as well it's all the same content you're saying to them especially right now yeah exactly and then i guess you don't want to go the other extreme like you don't want it to sound too template-ish no so it's always um i think it's always really important that you know like you, you get make the sure. framework there kind of thing yeah it's um i always do it for like let's say newsletters because that's probably right now more relevant for what bookkeepers are doing right now for sending out information based emails and 
answering questions that everyone has the same answering questions. people's questions on social media that's what i was talking about to my before you before you logged on yeah. i've been answering business business owners are so confused about all of the stimulus packages yeah. so i've been saying the same things over and over again so i'm like i'm gonna put together a little info sheet but there's so many info sheets out there but they're quite complicated and business they are, are just they're not quite they're not spoken in the language that business owners understand yeah exactly. so like what i always do is i always do have a starting introduction to be nice and have the pleasantries just like if you're on the phone sure. and then the core of the body is the guts and then the ending is again just like you're on the phone saying goodbye and you know if there's anything you need let me know mm-hmm. um but in the actual informative emails that people are going to be doing with JobKeeper and different stimulus packages um, and grants. I know a lot of people are working yes, with grants right now yeah. um, is going in and having like base point forms that you can just have that all sorted. And then when you go up and you're emailing it to the specific customer, you can put in the little bits that mm. they directly need um, for their business just yeah, to help right. things not look cookie cutter, sent to everyone but it still saves you that extra couple minutes well that's right even if it's just one or two paragraphs yeah and you can paste into an email Mm -hmm. and everything else is cussed like written for whatever yeah Yeah. no i definitely do it with social media myself um with my side passion project i'll do the (laughs) same thing copy and paste the same thing but i'll change it for each group i'm in but it's all based off of like the same four sentences. And then yeah. I just change each sentence. Yeah. There's nothing right. wrong with doing that with your clients. It's, no. it's making, it's actually usually makes you communicate with them more when you Definitely. do it. And also when they read it, like it's concise and it's well formatted. Whereas if yeah. you write stuff on the fly, it's like a wall of text. And yeah. It's and they don't have to go, what are they trying to say? They're going to look at it and go too hard basket. Like, yeah, no, I didn't read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like um, I know, May. I like you use a, it quite a bit when working with like our um, when we do websites, right? With the mm. clients. Yeah, I have a bunch of, of uh, email templates that I use as well for the different projects. So, mm-hmm. if you buy a website or you buy pricing for profit or something else, each one I have a different email template for, so that the client can sign or can fill out a form that has the details that we need for that specific project. And, you know, it has the link if they need to book in mentoring sessions. And then Mm -hmm. if they have mentoring sessions, I have uh, email templates for sending out their homework after each session. Um, Then with the website. So we do a number of drafts where the the client checks it. and a list of specific things that they need to look at when they check it at each stage. So I have templates for that. And it's yeah. so easy because I just, I finish it. I like, I, I finish this draft. I just stick the link in the email template and send it off. And yeah. I don't need to think about it. I it's don't need really to try good. and remember what do they check for stage one or what do they check for stage two? You just send it and it's done. It just saves so much time as yeah. well. Like, Especially for you, because like you deal with a lot of like customer questions and Mm. if there's an issue or something, you have to like get to it right away. So having the templates is just amazing for things like that, which also 
really relates with what people are doing right now with mm. you need to action things as quickly as possible. So it more also templates. helps you, having a template helps you like get the wording right. So mm. if you take just instead of, you know, typing it all out and then trying to quickly type it all out to somebody else, if you just take an extra few minutes to write one email, mm. it's going to make it better mm. and it's going to take you less time to do all the other emails. So yeah. you sort of, like you might think it's going to take too long to make a template, but if you invest 10 minutes in making a template, you're going to save seven minutes on every email that you would have written exactly. otherwise. It's yep. like, I was thinking it's like instant gratification, but in the reverse, it's yes. like, it's like, yeah. I, you I put in the work what happens and then is you reap the benefits. You start to do yeah. that repetitive thing and you're like, I know I should stop and make this into a template, <laughs> but I'm just going to finish it manually this time and I'll do it next time and then next time comes and you don't do it. Yeah, as, as soon as I start doing that, I instantly go, oh, I know I'm wasting so much time right now. <laughs> like, just stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I notice a mistake in a template, like a spelling mistake or oh, something like sometimes with our our um pandadoc proposals and that kind of thing i'll find a spelling yeah. mistake i will go and change the original template immediately yeah so i don't have to change it in or every single one try. that i make yes it's it just annoying it's and it's one of those things it's almost like nails on a chalkboard it just makes mm. you cringe because you see it every single time and it only takes a couple of seconds to change it. Like if you use the template, you're about to send the email, you notice the spelling mistake. It's only going to take a couple of seconds to change it then. Yeah. So you might think that taking an extra minute to go into the template and change it there is not <laughs> yeah. worth it. But eventually you're going to send it out a hundred times. need to take this advice. I, I, <laughs> on the pricing worksheet, there was, some, there was one thing that I just kept changing every time on that one specific one for the client and so i thought oh I'll, I'll update the master one after the mentoring session and then i'd forget and then the next mentoring session i'd be like oh i'm gonna change this um but oh yeah so i was actually thinking when we did the um when we actually created the templates for like those templates that i was just talking about what we did was because I think in a way, sometimes you can't just, um, you're not just going to kind of suddenly create a whole batch of templates out of thin air. Like with that one, I we do. had to be real. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm, but yeah. We're not all Angie. You can do that. But the other thing I was thinking is sometimes it actually really helps to map out what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So what Myra and I did was I, and, and it, it was quite funny actually, because this was a point where I realized as the business owner, who's wanting to set a certain standard of how we do things with clients, I realise I have to get that information out of my head first into a framework so that I can kind of give that to Maya to create the content for it. So what I did was I worked out, all right, these are basically the stages that I go through in each of the mentoring sessions. This is the homework that I give in the session. And we actually did, we worked out that there was four, I think we worked out there was an initial email plus four other emails that had to go out and we worked out what needed to get included in each of the stages. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point we probably realised that automating that probably wasn't ideal because it can't be as personal. It's too generic otherwise. Like yeah, the problem was so so I could so I set up all of those templates and they're mostly the same for each client who does the mentoring. Yeah. But 
I don't set it up to automatically send because sometimes it's not the same. So sometimes the homework will be different. Yeah. Yes. So I make it a template, but I didn't automatically send it. Yeah. So I can exactly. edit the homework each time. Mm -hmm. But it's still quicker to use the template and then change it. Yeah. With the exactly. homework that's specific to the client. I remember the email each time. We've gotten such good feedback about this as well. Like I remember the first time I got feedback about it, I said to one of the ladies, um, well, I think it was for pricing for profit. I'd gone through and I said something about, um, you know, Maya will send you the homework. So Maya goes in and works out because I custom customize the homework for each person. So the pre-work they have to do before the next session is tailored to like whatever is unique or whatever they need specifically for their business. So I kind of customize the pre-work and then Maya will go in and grab that section of the pre-work and put that into the email to like a sort of like a reminder, this is the homework that Amy's given you to do. And so I remember the first time someone said to me, um, yeah, like basically that, she, um, oh, Maya's already sent it. Oh, she sent, I said, oh, she'll send it probably in the next couple of days after our session. She said, oh, last week she sent it like within an hour of the session finishing. And I was like, what? Really? And we just actually started this. We'd actually just mapped this process out. Like it was fairly new. And so I was like, did she? Oh, wow. And she goes, yeah, Maya's amazing. <laughs> I know. And, yes, um, you are. <laughs> yeah. And so then everyone, like everyone started making sort of similar comments, but I, I actually said to Maya, oh, how did you like send that out so quickly? Because one of the clients gave feedback about how quickly after our session that you send the homework through. And then Maya's like, yeah, I've got like reminders set up. Like, so every time I finish a mentoring session, you get reminders and your, I actually don't have a reminder. I think anymore. I did initially, but I just look at the calendar. So I know yeah. when you have the sessions, so I just do it. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. So, but it was so nice because it's kind Sometimes of... Sometimes I, I forget. If I had a reminder, I wouldn't forget. But most of the time, I know when you're doing the mentoring sessions and I just make sure that I send it before I finish work that day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, I do try not to brag about you guys too much, but sometimes I can't help it. <laughs> They're like, where did you find these? Why did you, where did you find your stuff? I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> Don't steal them. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but it's been good because I think by doing, by having these processes, you can give your customers a really good experience and, you know, that's what, you know, helps them to enjoy, you know, having, having that service and kind of gives you a high level of customer service. Because I remember in the past, like I had team members in the past before you guys started who were just, yeah, like there just wasn't that, there wasn't a level of customer service there. And I just remember how like annoyed it used to make me feel because mm -hmm. I had in my own mind, you know, like this is how quickly I like to respond to emails and this is the way that I like to do things. And then, you know, starting to realize that um, unless I get that standard out of my brain and put it somewhere where I can actually, you know, like clearly communicate that, but it wasn't until I realized that, well, you know, if I've got, and also, I mean, obviously it comes down to having good staff as well, but if you have not communicated or you don't actually set a level of expectation for your level of customer service, then you can't really, like you sort of can't also can't really expect people to automatically know. Um, so I think in that sense, like it really helped to go actually know like what, you know, what kind of experience do I want the customers to have? And then, you know, obviously pairing that up with, with actually having good team members who are, 
know what they're doing as well <laughs> so able to organize themselves and that kind of thing so it's been really good. well I think like for me and I like we both just automatically do these things in our personal life so it makes a big difference um my sister is not an organized person she was called messy jesse growing up like she oh my God. yeah Yay. like it, she's not does not go in that way no. but when it's something for her study or anything she had her processes but with nothing else where yeah. I process everything. Oh my god! Like it's ridiculous. Such an eye-opener. Yeah, and I, I only started doing that like quite recently. Sort of. No, I of... I have like anxiety. and now I batch my cookouts yeah, and all sorts of things. Now. I get anxiety if I don't have yeah. it organized like that because I feel like just life isn't tidy or whatever it's just <laughs> I'd like to have it and I also like to be really big with communication so I think with you know being mm. able to have the templates ready is my way of making sure that the communication isn't forgotten on a busy day or something because yeah. mm. that's that's us like as soon as we get busy with savvy yeah. the work doesn't decrease for communication usually increases so we yeah, need to right. have those processes so we can still keep up what yeah. we like to be able to communicate to the customers and to each other exactly well you guys will be so proud of me since i started doing the the processes outside of work also in personal life so i actually have yeah. my shop my shopping lists are now templates <sighs> Oh, in in my Woolies online, so I've got my weekly, my monthly, my um, personal stuff, my baby stuff. I've got all these different types of lists, and then each week I just go like week, like add the weekly to the cart, add the um, oh, monthly to the cart, great. and you know just obviously delete the stuff that I don't need that particular week. And it's it's so much easier, but it never occurred to me before. So, like, and I always used to think, how do people do this? Like, I don't understand how. Like just even yeah. like those basic things, like how do you keep all of this organized? It's just those small changes and it makes such a difference. Yeah. yeah. It does. And it does like it's not just something that is useful for work, it's useful in in life as well. Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny how you can be like so organized at work, but then so disorganized mm. outside of work as well. Like I think for some people you don't kind of correlate those two things well outside of work you want to relax you don't want to think right. about having to organize yourself or anything but it yeah. really doesn't take very much time it makes it take less about, time yeah yeah to less think about just one anyway. thing that you can do a little bit more efficiently in your personal life like yeah. Yeah. having a template for your shopping list on woolies.com or yeah. oh i went sorry, the other extreme i made an air table to work out like which out of all the foods that I make, like which because my kids are so allergies, so wait, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like, I can oh, you're that template to It makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with Airtable. No, I have, I have. A it friend. always surprises me when I find out from the others that they don't love it as much as me. They're like, okay, you yeah. love that. But <laughs> I like Airtable, but definitely not as much as you. Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, I know you do too. <laughs> no, I have a friend and she, once she said this thing to me, I was like, yeah, you know, this is very similar to me. She has a heap of kids, 
think it's about six kids and she is like I do everything as fast and like optimize as I possibly can so Mm. I can sit down faster yeah, yeah, you'd have to. That, that's yeah. What, yeah, the more that the pressure goes on, it's like the more yeah, kids you have, like, the more organized I just have to like be. to get things down so I can oh sit God. down or lay down and do nothing. Yeah. So, Another good point there is that the, the more the pressure increases, mm. the more difficult it is to mm. find that extra bit of time to organize your processes. Yeah. Yes. So you might not feel like you need that extra help right now, but when it comes down to like, you might bring on a few more clients or something, and then yeah. suddenly you have all this extra work that you didn't have before and you haven't organized your processes efficiently, mm. then all of a sudden you go into panic mode and yeah. everything just... Well, isn't. right now when I've been calling people and just checking up on how they are, um, there's very, two different kinds of bookkeepers at the moment that I'm talking yeah. to. The one that had already sorted the processes <laughs> and the templates and the one that hasn't. And our conversations go completely different ways where mm. the one is like, yeah, no, it's a lot of work, a lot of going on, but you know, I'm just working through it. Yeah. And the other ones go just things are just crazy can't handle this i'm I'm not sleeping (laughs) so it just it really helps having it already sorted especially when you're stressed i find when you're stressed Mm -hmm. you can't it's easier to have your processes and templates sorted so that when you're stressed it helps at least make you remember that you've got some things under control something is organized when other things might be out of your control and unorganized. Yeah, that's right. And then also, like, once you get in a habit of doing this, you kind of, like, template your brain in a way. Like, you get your mm. brain into an automatic workflow where you go, like, okay, I do this, and then I template this. And then then once you've got some base templates, you can kind of duplicate those and make new templates. So, oh, for that's example, 100% what I we do. Had, we had STP, like, the single-touch payroll was this big thing for a season. So we made all these STP authorities and opt-ins and things like that. Then, you know, after a while, STP was sort of fairly sorted, but then it kind of got revived because everyone needed the job keeper. And then we had these templates and we're like, okay, cool. Let's turn, a, you know, some of our existing um, opt-in templates and authority or like authorization to lodges and things like that and duplicating those and then kind of adjusting the wording and, you know, the formatting for, you know, new type. So that stuff, even though it did take a bit of effort to kind of pull it together, once you've got those base templates there, you can actually kind of, yeah, you've got a bit of a framework there and you're also in that habit of like, okay, you know, the world's just been hit by a pandemic. We've got to make some new templates that are relevant (laughs) to (laughs) using, you know, the bookkeeping business and also um, to hand out to savvy yeah i think it's just really awesome having templating and just a process for work especially right now everything's been so you have to jump on things as soon as they're happening right now for bookkeeping oh my gosh so as soon as you can sort out certain templates the better and just making it so that your clients instead of them calling you five times a day you have one email goes out each day with the base template and you just update any changes that happens Mm. um it just saves you a lot of call time yeah 
what kind of stuff can you make into templates? Pretty much everything. Like, yes. I had a bit of trouble. I had a bit of a trouble making. I was trying to make this kind of dynamic calculator for like the ATO stimulus <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was doing these all these if then formulas in in the spreadsheet, and I was doing my head in because you have to say like if it's less than ten thousand, then do this calculation. If it's over ten thousand, it's like oh my gosh, my brain hurts. So I abandoned that project. But I think most things can be like <laughs> turned into <laughs> templates, which is good. Um, yeah, like I've done, um, what templates have we got now? We've got so many. So I've started to make them look all organised in Airtable as well. I've got mm. the ATO integrated client account reconciliation mm -hmm. template. This is like saving, do you know, I did a rescue job GST reconciliation in like two hours the other day, which normally this is like a wow. two day, this could be a two day or more. Like it can take you like a very long amount of time to do it. Um, and then obviously the health check template, which mm. we've got in the masterclass, that's like, I'm in love with that template. Like, especially so now that we've had an influx of inquiries, I've been doing, you know, doing my health checks, you know, using that template. Pretty much really? like anything that you can import into zero. like I've templated all of that, mm. for like, especially for e-commerce businesses and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. You were showing us one the other day about vehicles as well. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm in love with this one too. Yeah. So the, the vehicle maintenance that register, it's this epic template <laughs> in Airtable, um, which is like basically you record like all the, mo this is great for bigger companies that have multiple vehicles and you can do their fuel, work out who's got fuel tax credits, which financing they're on, what their repayments are. Um, the last time the vehicles were serviced, the service location, like, yeah, it, I've just like kind of made this whole, I tried to get a loan amortization schedule in there, but Airtable's a bit restrictive on the direction that you can do the calculations. So we just left that one out, but you can still summarize the interest repayments and stuff like that. So. <laughs> So it's pretty like endless what you can do in templates like with Excel or you can use Google Sheets or you can use something like Airtable or, you know, there's different ways. Anything really. There's anything. so many. I've just discovered a new, a I haven't even told you guys about it yet. <laughs> I found a new process management system the other day which i have to show you guys what is it um it's called process street process street i was about to say is it have you heard about it too i did a trial a while ago but my brain was too full so i didn't kind of oh it takes a lot like it i didn't want to learn to change the way that we've been doing things mm -hmm. um it takes a lot to do but once it's done oh my yeah. gosh it looks so much fun for someone who likes to have things organized and in processes it was yeah. like candy yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Well, yeah. So I guess like, I mean, on the upside, we can sort of do that, you know, like on the cooking shows where they go, here's one we prepared earlier kind of thing. Like we do have a lot of templates basically now, and we don't actually just keep them all to ourselves. We also sell them to people who want them. Um, and we're yeah. actually about to release it like a, a, well, basically a membership where you can get access to any of our templates um, that, yeah, along with like all the training videos and that kind of thing. And we have something else coming up as well, an online shop where you can buy. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited for the shop to, shop to go live. Yeah. For all those so, people who want to know what all the things we have, like all, 
We get asked all the time. We get asked what, all the what time. What templates do you what actually templates have? What templates do you guys actually have? It's we like, have oh, all the templates. There's a yeah, list somewhere. <laughs> we have all the templates. And it, it's the, the template way, of templates. That's yes. What we have now. <laughs> it's the way that the shop is going to be organized. It's going to be so good. Like in any task that you're doing, you're just going to be able to go to the task and then all the templates are just going to be there. It's this awesome. is the shop that I wished existed when I first started my bookkeeping business. Yeah. Like every template you could possibly dream of is in there. And if it's not, you just message us and we make it for you and put it in there. Because <laughs> yeah. it just saves so much time than doing it yourself. Yeah. I, I was thinking of a new tagline for Savvy and I was thinking it's something like um, smart bookkeepers keep their intellectual property in their head. Like they mm -hmm. keep their knowledge in their mind and Savvy bookkeepers put it in templates. They put their intellectual property and their knowledge into templates. That's Definitely. my that's new tagline. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a more concise, um, more like, yeah. <laughs> Angie's coming up with that one. <laughs> it, it, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> we can't yeah, all I be good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't all be as good as bookkeeping as you are. So there you go. Oh my gosh, I'm awesome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I actually am. But I just hired a bookkeeper recently yeah. for my team, and she's better than me. So, which is amazing. Yeah, she's like, yeah, on some of the more like technical things, she's just like amazing. So that's good. It's always good if you can hire people that are smarter than you and more organized than you and just better at you than the stuff that you suck at. Then well, that's you why you hire really them. Business. Yeah, that's right. That's why I got you guys. That's why I got Sharon. Has she liked your template so far? Oh, well, yeah, I'm just introducing her to them yeah. kind of one client at a time. So I've got to, after this, um, actually after this session, podcast session podcast after yeah. this episode <laughs> um yeah i gotta run her through one of my new fancy templates but i actually videoed it all on loom so it's kind of there so hopefully i don't have to do too much like a lot of the yeah i sort of spent a bit of time recording loom videos on some of the processes that are a bit more tricky or client very client specific so just takes the headache like loom is another free app that's kind of a way of also doing a template guys for training mm. training video template. videos, <laughs> videos yeah. Yeah. if that's people a ask very... me all the time how do i do this you write out the instructions you know click on this do that whatever use loom yep. do them a little video or like rev you can yeah, transcribe or rev. stuff mm -hmm. yes that's another quick way to do things so lots yeah. of tips yeah. there because that's that's a big way of like then you just have all your training in a folder so whenever you need it it's there you don't have to redo it over and over again yeah, someone asks you a question right. you go ah I and also it makes your business you more valuable from a sale perspective you know bookkeepers yep. who are wanting to sell their bookkeeping business or sell portions of it you know your processes actually add value to the to the sale value because it's actually I think that's the way we have to start looking at it actually like it's not we talk about templates but templates not really very sexy like templates sounds a little I bit, think they are so, yeah well they are <laughs> but it sounds I mean I guess to bookkeepers it's like going to office works is like very exciting yes I think we like those kinds of things but I think as well like if you think of it as like their assets like mm. that if you start to think of it like so for example we've got this crazy like database of all of our social media content if I started like really investing in that when I realized this is an asset, like this is, it's not just a template or it's not just a place to store stuff. Like all of these things that you, you know, put together, they're actually business, like they're actually business assets and mm. they're worth 
money and they're worth getting back time and you know there's there's lots of lots of different kind of aspects to the value but it's actually an asset like it's actually intellectual property and an asset it is and like if you think about hiring someone it usually takes about a week to train them up on the ins and outs at least a week so if you can just put that all in written templates and mm-hmm. video templates. And to hire them. Do you know, oh, yes. I've got to share the stats on Facebook. Okay, so I think, like, what was it? I think 30,000 people saw my job ad to recruit a bookkeeper. Mm. Then about 4,000 clicked on it. And then about 300 applied. This was in within about four days, 300 yeah. applied. Guess how many I interviewed? Three. Do you know how many made the shortlist? Maybe 20, if that. Was it 20? I don't think it was 20. I have got, there's been more since. There's been more? Through. Okay. But it's approximately 20. And then out of those three, only, I mean, three of them were like, it was such a close call, but mm. three people. And then really only the job's going to go to one person. So, you know, even that. So as I was going through that, I was like, here's another process. I've made like templates for the whole thing. I've got awesome. the job ad the position description, the email for every stage, including all of the rejection or progressing to the next step. So that's that's going to be the next template slash masterclass in the workshop as well. Because again, like that just no. saves so much time and everyone like, <laughs> it's so funny. So I love to do the training in the hiring process, but I hate having to go through and doing the actual hiring process. I yeah, don't find that, that fun. Where Amy likes to do the hiring like process it. and not doing the training process. I hate training. So you can just do it and then it's done and you never have to think about, oh, I don't want to do this. But it's people underestimate how long all this stuff takes. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. do you know how long it actually takes to comb through all of these, you know, like in, and unless you have a very clear process, but because I've kind of done it before, and each time I've done it, it gets better and better. I've got an idea in my mind of like, this is my actual checklist process for even culling through that, those 300 people that Mm. applied, like how to get, like, how do you get that list of 300? Well, you've got it. It's actually a process that's kind of in your head. And if you've got an idea, okay, like if this is the case, then that person goes straight to reject. And then you kind of go, and if this is the case, then they go straight to the shortlist and you've kind of got that little process in there and it can save you so much time. Like I think you're looking at about 40 hours to do yeah. a recruitment process if you don't have templates. Yeah. But if Just you do, that time's cut more than in half. Way more. Yeah. A quarter or even, no, even less. I was thinking, yeah, maybe even less. Like a very small amount of time. I think I cut my time down. I've only spent, because I filtered people so like, so like yeah. on oh my gosh only three people made it to the interview and i had you doing the pre-interviews mm-hmm. which cut down that time as well because if you get me on the pre-interviews i'll speak to the person for like an hour and a half <laughs> and then go like oh i've got to go now <laughs> like <laughs> do you know what i mean and then i'm like oh, i don't even like that person or <laughs> like whatever <laughs> so whereas if, if you do it you're quick 15 minutes i can listen to the recording and then decide if i want to interview the person so you kind yeah. of like, you have that process in place i've only spent I reckon like four or five hours in total Yeah. compared to like a few times ago, 40, 40 yeah. plus hours interviewing, testing. Like, oh my God. And it's so stressful. Like this time it's around, stressful. I think it wasn't nearly, it wasn't stressful at all. Like, no, I did yeah. it right when, just when JobKeeper was about to be due. And yeah. Yeah. Especially when like for things like hiring, when, mm-hmm 
you can hire someone that sounds like they're going to be really great and then it doesn't work out. Yes. And you've just wasted all of this time and yep. now you have to do it again. Yep. I figured out how I figured out the way to do the cull. I know how to do it. And I could even run a workshop for bookkeepers on how to do their resume because oh my goodness, like I can tell why some people don't even make the short list. But I'm not gonna tell you now. So it's for another episode. <laughs> That's a good idea because yeah. We could just keep talking all day. So anyway, we've got lots of helpful stuff that we can share with you. We'll just put links in the in the comments for the episode and you can check all of that out. And then I guess like maybe once a month you probably get to uh, hang out with all of us. Might even get William on one day. That'd be funny. <laughs> so um cool. Well you know me, I always find it hard to end things. It's like, how do you say goodbye? <laughs> well, Andy, should, we say, <laughs> yeah, should we say my new tagline that I've been saying that I stole from one of our clients, but I got permission? Oh, yeah. Um, so it's stay safe, stay sane, and stay savvy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's so good. That's very good. It's my new thing. <laughs> That's so good. So, yeah, we should practice it. So at the end of our episode, Maya can say, stay safe. And Angie can say, stay sane. And I can say, stay savvy. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> like the Brady launch or something. Shall we do it now as our sign off? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay savvy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week. So subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.